Hey, how you guys doing? This is producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to the Marvel Hacks, Season 9, Episode 4 of the Marvel Hacks, as we are walking through Jonathan Hickman's uh, run on Secret Wars 3 from 2015, uh, kind of trying to tie that into some of the X-Books that we've read in previous seasons by Jonathan Hickman. On the line tonight, I have the full complement of Marvel Hacks. On the line tonight, it's the Sandman. Sandman, say what's happening. Oh, what is going on tonight, people? How y'all doing? Hey, it's 9.45 on a Monday night. This is a re-record, actually. We had a uh, recording <laughs> snafu on our last record on Good Friday. It wasn't that good for us. Uh, also on the line tonight, <laughs> it's our brother Beavis, man. What's happening? Yeah, uh, apparently that was my bad. And damn, there was some yeah. gold there that y'all are never going to get to experience. Yes, for sure, it's a goal. Yeah, if you've been a longtime listener of this podcast, you would know that Brother Beavis and I have a lost episode of the (laughs) original Ant-Man movie review, which was absolutely stellar. If you don't believe us, trust us. Uh, The audio quality was was, was trash, but the content was... was (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great. It was, yeah, Yeah. chef kiss. Yeah, for sure. Also on tonight tonight, it's the essential personnel... Uh, it's two yards of cloud <laughs> dust. Uh, I got all two kinds of things for him. It's Big Hutch. Yeah, it's Big Hutch. What's going on, man? Crack <laughs> <laughs> noise. He's in a mood. Uh, yes. He, yeah, he's in a mood. Uh, yeah, so let's just jump right into the coronavirus update here. Uh, and we'll let kind of Hutch go here first. Uh, he's finally been moved to the essential home personnel job. You know, going to have to do it from home. Hutch. You getting essentially the month work from home. What's it like, bro? I haven't started. I just I gotta set up a, a workstation to be ready by eight o'clock tomorrow morning with Good stuff degree. I've never seen before in my life. So it's I'll be real <laughs> interested. Yeah, it's um, it's I've been off now essentially a month. Literally, actually today was my last day that I actually worked at my particular job, and it doesn't look like I'll be going back in anytime soon. Sandman, you still trudging all over Orlando to get to work? You still that essential, huh? Yes, I am. And, yeah, I just, every day is kind of like, wow, am I, am I the only one out here? And, you know, it's like going to, it's literally going to work in the zombie apocalypse. You know, the streets are halfway clear. I mean, there's still some people out there, but not nearly as like it used to be. It's very strange. Yeah, I'm very uh, conflicted. As I, I continue to say, so there you go. <laughs> For sure, uh, brother Beavis, you've been off almost as long as I have. I think doesn't look like that's changing anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm able to do a, a lot of stuff from home. Unfortunately, I also have a lot of stuff I have to do from home, uh, so it is juggling. Um, but you know, it's it's not bad. I could keep this up. Um, yeah. On the plus side, <laughs> there's a lot of people I don't have to deal with. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that you know, from the educator's perspective again, we keep getting information from parents about, you know, how difficult it is to teach your child. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, yeah. we we we've been yeah. and told you that shit. You're yeah. bad. I think the, the response <laughs> to that is, uh, fuck you. Um, we've been trying yeah. to have that conversation about your little angel. Yeah. For the last fucking yeah. 18 years, so yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I didn't yeah, try to tell you about a, them. Uh, yeah, there's some emails and drafts that say something to the effect of, "You didn't know your kid was stupid." <laughs> <laughs> you know? I don't know how you didn't know because we've been new. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, but uh, yeah, just I mean, you know, it's it is what it is. It doesn't look like it's getting lifted anytime soon. As talk about, you know, maybe some states trying to reopen and uh, the the president talking about trying to reopen things. But that's a whole different podcast. Uh, so for us, we're just gonna kind of spend the hour with us. Uh, only got one book tonight. I did want to touch on a couple of things that we did touch on in the previous podcast about things, you know, kind of in the geek world that are, you know, kind of uh, not coming back or hadn't come back yet. There's still no comic books. There's still no new comic books. There hasn't been uh, for a couple of weeks now. And then one of the things that we talked about the other day was, um, and Hutch, I'll throw it to you, is that, you know, the AMC movie theater might go under. You know, the fact that there might not actually be any movies in the movie theater, at least at an AMC in the upcoming future, you know, you're somebody who spent a lot of time going to a movies for a time, you know, what do you think about that? That there's some movies that you have to, it's, they probably are better if you see them on a big screen and you take in the excitement of other folks and you all get geeked up together. It's going to, I mean, but we were, it was kind of heading this way where these places are about to go under because ain't nobody going to all these movies like they used to. Yeah, I mean, you know, sort of kind of some tentpole movies. It's very difficult to, um, you know, get people to go into the movie theater for non, you know, sad, you know, for lack of a better term, Disney movies. Brother Beavis, we also talked about the other day that they made the movie going experience so shitty, you know, with $30 popcorn and $30 sodas and $50 tickets, you know, a a 60 inch TV in your house and being able to order the movie on pay per view, it might be appeal to a lot of people. Yeah, and I'll add to that, um, if you look at, like, the roster of uh, direct-to-pay-per-view movies now, it's like, yeah, I see, I mean, like, half of this shit should have been direct-to-pay-per-view anyway. This is trash. (laughs) (laughs) You start to wonder, it's like, did we really need that? And yeah, there are a select few, but, um, yeah, I mean, this is... this is a time where I don't know. I'm, I'm sure we'll snap back and everything will go back and we'll be fat, dumb, and happy. But if we could take a look at things that like don't make any sense, movies might kind of be that, um, yeah. and and they can certainly still make their money. And but yeah, it's weird. And and I think it's interesting that that this comes about the same time where you see these. Um, we'll go Marvel just because we are the Marvel hacks. But right there's a significant volume of TV product coming our way and so there's a significant and then the talent with the, the crossover talent from movies to, to TV so there's a significant sort of co-investment in both of those media and have we reached the point where like with the success of these episodic TV shows like a Game of Thrones or something like that does, is this what makes TV whether it be you know streaming or direct to video or whatever is it become the dominant way to deliver new content to viewers could be yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, and, and you think about it and you know kind of big picture small picture whatever then it becomes this thing you know like people are like oh well people don't socialize anymore anyway well i mean they weren't socializing when they were going out of this shit anyway you know people <laughs> go to the movies they kick the back of your chair they're on their phone like you know what i'm saying like it's not really this thing that it used to be you know it's yeah. just become if i was socializing be like uh do. hey can you turn off your phone and stop yeah, fucking exactly. talking <laughs> <laughs> yes, could you really do that, please? Get out my science seat. Yeah, could you stop getting yeah. up and walking through the bathroom? Yeah, I mean, it's the movie-going experience, and I shared this the other night. Don't bring like, your baby, um, either. 
No, oh god, Hutch, you're mm. so right. And the the live, it's the like like the live going sports events now. Like it's some, it's become so un like unenjoyable because people can't control themselves and they're absolute idiots. It's Drunk, like, you know what? I got a TV spilling beer, fire stick, cursing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it's just bad all around. Eighty dollars for like, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 so. Yeah, there's that. And then I also had in here this other bit, and it, it was kind of updated since Friday or whatever. Um, the XFL not just went out of business, then it went bankrupt belly up today. Uh, They're gone. Like such a, 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 yeah, kind of a surprise, you know. I mean, I, Hutch, you probably watch more of it than all of us combined. Like, I, I still don't think that there's a spring sports league, like, for football. I just don't think it's a viable concept. If it was, I mean, if it was going to work, it would have been this year. Uh, yeah, rest mm-hmm. in peace, it ain't coming back. Yeah, I think Red should have rolled them out there, man. I think you would have had literally a captive audience and, you know, probably been put in some protocols for whatever and, you know, maybe done it in empty stadiums or something to that effect. But I think he should have rolled them out there. You know, yeah. kind of throw it at Sandman and Brother Beavis too. You know, Vince, uh, Florida's governor today, deems that the WWE was essential personnel. So if you turn on USA right now, <laughs> Raw is on. Empty crowd, but there is Raw wrestling on, which might not be a great idea. That's crazy. I can't believe they... Yeah. I didn't even hear that. That's yeah. a being dubbed essential, huh? Yeah, that shows you about yeah. the mentality of our governor, by the way. But uh, I don't want to go too yes. far into that. Better than our governor. Yeah, <laughs> they're dueling... Yeah, they're dueling fates between stupidity here. Um, I think we tease this. Like, I think this pr- actually provides good cover for the fact that the XFL was a terrible idea and was going to go under anyway. And if the fact yes. that he can not just take a loss but declare bankruptcy and get shelter from his losses, oh, that's a yeah. win-win. Um, yeah. I don't know why he thought it was a good idea to try it again because it's clearly mm-hmm. not. And there's... And le- and, until there, until you could work out an arrangement to be a feeder league for the NFL, it's just it's just stupid. And no one's yeah. gonna. It's not like you can just say, oh, uh, these are the like the extended um, practice league squads, because then nobody's everybody's gonna be concerned about the playbook and and the mm-hmm. spying and all that stuff. So it's just dumb. It's not gonna work. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but uh, but on this on a related theme, and I'll throw this out because I am the AEW uh, stand for yeah. this. Uh, so they're um, yeah yeah they're uh, well. So I don't listen to the Jim Cornette co- uh, podcast every week. It tells me I should hate it. So I'm able to actually watch it and, and make up my own mind. Um, yeah, he does not love it. They've been yeah. doing so, so. They've moved to like almost like I guess like a studio it's hard to tell but they almost have like a, a studio where they show it and uh, yeah. um, for the past couple of weeks half the matches have been garbage because they've been mi- mixing in like um, squash matches with jobbers which they had not done mm-hmm. and that's just, that's just trash but this week um, Tony Schiavone <laughs> and Chris Jericho did the commentary but it was great mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. I, yeah but they could have rolled out anybody and they could have sold that I mean Tony Schiavone what I really like about it more than anything is the revival of Tony Schiavone because he had become such a shill in the Nitro days, and it's almost like uh, he's almost like 
you know, still the analytics, but he will like he will acknowledge like the the heel wrestlers and stuff like that. He's he's almost like cool heel Tony Schiavone, uh, and uh, yeah, it's great. But now, I, it, it they 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 have put on a reasonable show, um, and they, there is goodness there. Yeah. I um I, I try I watch it every once in a while like it's on a flip through the channel. Dude, dude you don't have to explain. Jim Cornette told no, you it I'm sucks, just saying. so you're gonna hate no, it. I, you're okay, like, okay, hold on. Okay, let's get into this. <laughs> One. Okay, I, I I listen to the Cornette experience when I have an opportunity to. It is not a go-to podcast because he does podcasts that are two hours like plus long, and I just can't do it. Like so, that's one. Yeah. You know, yeah. but two, AEW doing it in studio is essentially what WWE is doing. You know, doing like studio wrestling and not in like stadiums, or whatever, because this is you know what they have to do right now. So like I, I get that part, and that's probably a little bit more entertaining. Than you know, seeing them like talk to empty crowds and like you know having to do their their <laughs> their, their mic work and like pretend <laughs> like the crowd is responding. Yeah. It was, like, there are some there's some back. embarrassing moments where they still try and sell it like there's a crowd. It's like uh no that's yeah. that's, that's no. not how this works. Yeah, yeah don't do that. Okay. All right, before we get into this book, um, we did have one other thing like we we're gonna talk about on a separate podcast. We kind of decided the other day. Like if you haven't been watching Dark Side of the Ring on Vice do it that's pretty much how we're going to leave it there because we're going to talk about it on different than separate podcasts but do it um and if you don't know who new jack is watch that episode first um and if you indulge in like cocaine and alcohol and shit you'll enjoy it even more apparently because holy cow so just, we'll just leave it at that we'll yeah. just leave it at that and we'll let it's you very entertaining explain everything <laughs> yeah holy crap yeah so, wow Alright, let's get into this damn book. We only have one book tonight. It's Secret Wars, issue number five, by Jonathan Hickman. Um, previously on Secret Wars, um, Doctor Doom had killed the sheriff, uh, aka Doctor Strange, after he had scattered um, all the Earth heroes to the you know he scattered them to the wind after they had their little battle. And kind of something that we had talked about in the previous issues is like, hey man, you know, finally in issue four, we got some action. You know, there was some fight scenes and you know, coon eyes. You know, there was a whole lot going on in that particular book. But then. Issue 5 comes, and we're really kind of right back to exposition Jonathan Hickman, where there's a lot of words, and even actually in this book has a lot of empty, like, kind of, uh, or wordless panels, but there's still a lot of words and explaining, like, kind of how we got to this particular point. And so we pick up at Doctor Strange's funeral. Uh, there's a eulogy given by some really old Thor. Anybody know why that dude is super old, or anybody know why that, who that particular Thor is, and why he's... It's blue from old. old school. No, but yeah. if you shift your eyes <laughs> over a couple inches, I would ask, why does does that like um, Sue has like a phoenix chastity belt on or what? Hey now, oh, oh, yes. so maybe he got that for the kill or some shit like that. Mm, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, she's got yeah, like a know, necklace that looks kind of phoenix. I think too, with yeah. the, these Thors, there are several that like play on the old. Um, play on a couple of different storylines and we typically depend on Sandman for that. I took this guy as kind of Odin-esque but I don't know. He still has both his eyes so I don't know. I think they just made this guy up for this for this book. I've never seen him before and I've seen a lot of Thors I've never yeah. seen this cat. So, I mean they got a bunch of he said Thors. Was, yeah. They just kind of popped this up. Yeah he said and it 
in his eulogies, like, you know, first there was the ether, you know, and then the strange is listed as the first disciple, uh, the only other witness to creation. You know, you see Doom, you know, and the family Doom there all in white, you know, Hutch, why is Franklin floating? <laughs> and we have to ask you another question, too. But there's a follow-up to that. There's a follow-up to it, but why, why do you think Franklin is floating? That's a great question. I have no checking out. I, when I start, when I read this book, I, I, I was high. Well, who are we kidding? I think Hickman was high too. I was smoking cocaine in the locker room when I read this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that probably helped you if, <laughs> more than yeah. anything else. I yeah. mean, honestly, I mean, okay. And then the other question for that, I don't know if it came up later or not. I have to check my notes. Hutch, we let we did last week on the previous issue. Does Valeria suck? Previously on Marvel. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, exactly. Does does Valeria Richards suck? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Noted. That's what I said. Be ready for for the flip side of that question in a few uh, pages here. Does Um, she not suck? Well, no, she definitely sucks, but she we have sucks. one other uh, sucky Reed children here. And then there was also a thing, too, that they have um, Reed, or excuse me, Valeria and Franklin, they have fours on there. So, like, why do they have Fantastic Four uniforms on if there is no Fantastic Four? Although that does come up in issue uh, six. But, like, I didn't understand that part necessarily either. But anyway... The Thor Corps gives him the 21 hammer salute. You know, you'll be the king in Valhalla. You know, uh, Strange gets a statue right next to the Molecule Man. man. And then we get this cutscene where Jane Foster Thor is with the Thor Corps and young Thor from the previous issue. And it looks like they have a secret shenanigan plot going on. Now, again, this could be a side angle side book that we don't know how that Jane Foster Thor got there. But she's necessary. She's there with the rest of the Thor Corps at this particular time. Who is right? what Thor assume- is not there except for the original ones that we all know and love. The real one. But yeah. That's the only one we haven't seen. Yeah, it's the only one that we all know and love. The only one not there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we see uh, Susan is playing the role of comforting wife, um, and she speaks uh, of a public memorial later where all of the um, the kings from uh, the kingdoms of Westeros are going to bring, you know, their tithes <laughs> and offerings uh, to, you know, pay tribute and respect to the, to um, to Dr. Strange or the sheriff. And then Franklin is floating in the air, Hutch, and he, and he puts some weed on Dr. Strange, right? Yeah. Uh, what, I mean, <laughs> he struggles a flower or some uh, one leaf ends up being a wreath or something. like, yeah, great. Undoubtedly, that's a flash forward to Krakoa and Franklin's relationship to House of X uh, ten mm-hmm. years from now. Mm, yeah, this will be right. some sort of thing there as Hickman tries to tie it all together. And again, there are some Hickman tropes. There's a, a bunch of them in issue six. But also, again, and I made this since we started this, this thing is full of freaking Game of Thrones stuff. There's no doubt in my mind he was watching this show or mainlining it up his nose while he was writing this shit because there, issue six is the straight up ripoff of Game of Thrones. A pure 100% ripoff. Well, I mean, a lot of it, I mean, yeah, you're right. When you said it, the first, the last, well, I guess it was the first issue of this. Um, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of Game of Thrones backstabbing, 
killing folks mm-hmm. that are important. Mm-hmm. I mean, just yeah. Game, yeah. Game of Thrones is on when they when yeah. this was being made, right? Yeah, well, this is 2015, so yeah, it was in its oh, in its, in its apex, really. Yeah, exactly. It was at its height at that. Red Wedding point. is right around this time. It was no yeah, mistake, though. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Hey, uh, so not to break that. the flow, can we do an audacity time check real quick? I am like at 20, 20 minutes 40. and 14, 15, 16 okay. seconds. All right. Yeah, yeah 20 minutes, 18 seconds. Hypothesis. Okay, yeah. we're good. All right. Okay. So, um. We, My we question were hurt was, last and I time, said, people. We were very hurt, yes. Yes. Show me on the audio. Technology betrayed us. Yeah. Touch right. me <laughs> for four minutes straight. Yes. Um, <laughs> can we talk about Franklin for a moment, Hutch? Does Franklin suck? <laughs> I, well, I've been dealing with Franklin for, I guess, uh, let's say 40, 45 years in comics. Um. Mm. Damn. He's, they keep pumping up. He's going to be the biggest thing ever. He's going to rule the mm. world. He's That's going to problem. have all these powers. Right. He's mm. Jack Jack from The Invincible <laughs> or Incredible. <laughs> Jack Jack. <laughs> nice. So, well, you know what? Jack 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 has nebulous powers as well as Mr. Richards. My brilliant take on Franklin moment. that's lost to the ether was that. Um, They've at least used him as a catalyst for stories, like whether it be Onslaught or other things like that. And it, to me, it doesn't feel like it, they've used him being ultra-powerful to make him make him ultra-powerful, if that makes any sense. Like, he hasn't, like, mm. risen to prominence. And in fact, uh, I think the example we talked about the other day was, like, his Days of Future Past, he got shanked. Like, mm. he got prison shanked, yes. effectively. Um, oh, yeah. So, I, I think he's been... Like the most powerful plot device in Marvel, more so than the most powerful <laughs> mutant or Fantastic Four, mm. or five or six yeah. or how many they have, fifteen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever the number. <laughs> mm. Well, I, I mean, I, I think I mean you know that that's a very nice long answer, but he also still sucks. Like both things <laughs> could be true. Both the kids suck. Like, yeah. He's just. But it, is yeah, he one I mean, of the twelve? I can't remember. No, I don't remember if he's one of the twelve. He is. But he is an Omega level mutant. He's Omega, though. but not twelve. All right. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay. Mm. Well, he sucks. That's basically where we are. <laughs> one of the reasons we this season was supposed to be our kind of team up to watch or read um, the new X Men Fantastic Four, and I read the first couple of issues and made a decision as the producer, like, yeah, we don't need to do that shit. <laughs> That's what we call an executive decision. Yeah, exactly. I was like, no, we're going to use our, the, the line item veto on this one. I don't think so, y'all. Uh, so Doom is now alone in his thoughts uh, from day until dusk, and he meets with his daughter, air quotation, to have a chat about his findings about who shot the sheriff. And Valeria thinks, you know, maybe this is her fault because, you know, his her team was out there searching for something and, and got strange involved. Um, but, you know, also to her father, like, okay, so you're an all-powerful dude. Like, why are these people not dead? And Doom is like, you know, it was unwise for me to pursue them, you know, and my, my, my emotions, my feelings, my feelings. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's the adrenaline. I'm not crying. It was the adrenaline. Uh, and so he's like, you know, I, I, in my emotions, I might break the world. He's like, so find them and bring them to me. And Valeria's like, I need to know everything about them. Doom, look here, you little shit. 
Yeah. That's basically Larry's it. like, I mean, um, yeah. you know, the problem with coming to a, a detective to cover up your your mistakes is that mm-hmm. that detective's probably going to figure out your mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, and there's some there's some Scooby Doo stuff going on here too, by the way. Um, some of the reveals are Scooby Doo esque, and this investigation is a little bit Scooby Doo too. But and you know, this scene between the the two of them. You know, you're looking at this like, oh, okay. Then this is really not his daughter, even though she's com- fully convinced that this is her her father. You know, Happy. so I don't know, Sam. Mm-hmm. What, yeah, what you think about this scene? Me? I didn't hear anybody. <laughs> yeah, Sammy. Oh. Yeah, Sammy. Yeah, well, I said this during the uh, Lost um, podcast that this seems like more than anything like a ruse by Doom to kind of just give um, um, her something to do. As if she was going to figure it out herself, regardless, and to kind of throw her off the scent. Yeah. And so, yeah, the, because obviously uh, he's uh, sending her on a um, uh, wag the dog type of uh, uh, detail. So, um, yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's just like uh, he doesn't want her to find out, basically, is uh, my guess. Because uh, she's just as smart as Reed, if not smarter. So uh, she's going to find out one way or the other. that's so, the thing. Yeah. But that's the thing, Hutch. If her power is being smart, essentially. Mm-hmm. So if Doom knows that she's smart, or allegedly as smart as his biggest rival, why would he give her a job that she's smart enough to be able to figure out? Doom's got his ego is whatever. He thinks he can ego trick her, apparently. <laughs> um, and it won't work, but that's what Doom, Doom is... Daffy Duck. I mean, he always comes with these great grand schemes, and one reason or another, they always fuck up. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just. It was just kind of weird. And then we're gonna get into this big reveal here, you know. And and this is again a lot of like silent panels, um, you know, with some great art, by the way. And I don't think I name checked whoever the artist is on this book. I, the name is escaping right now. Um, but. You know, we get some silent panels, uh, damn you, Steven, and then Doom goes underneath the Molecule Man's statue, and he makes his way down, you know, this path. The book goes from, like, kind of blue-hinted, uh, you know, tinted to white-tinted, and we get a flashback to the, the issue one uh, with Doctor Strange and Doom, you know, getting blinded by the light or whatever. And then, you know... <laughs> We get to this unknown person. You hear somebody talking here, and you don't know who it is. You know, and again, we had read this book a long time ago, so we know who it is, and it's five years old. So I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you know who it is too. You know, it's Owen Reese. It's the Molecule Man who is hungry and definitely, most possibly, crazy. Now, we get an explanation on how Doom becomes a god, and he explains it, and it's confusing as fuck. So my note said here, and Brother Brevis has had extra time now to think about this, and I'm like, all right, man, either we missed some books from New Avengers, or they tried to explain a whole bunch of shit here in seven to ten panels. I'm not sure which it is. I'm going to throw it to Brother Brevis to explain it to us, and then I will give you whatever I think my explanation of this shit is. Yeah, I would skew towards the latter. I think this is a construct of this particular story because, you know, uh, Molecule Man, despite his power, doesn't get a lot of features. Rap term. Mm, um, rap term. Pretty much. So, um, no, I think I think um, 
you know he is he was such a strong character in the in the the quintessential secret war <coughs> aka not secret wars 2 uh secret wars mm-hmm. 1 mm-hmm. and uh so they had to bring him in and th- th- we get this sort of off panel uh the, his role in terms of the uh, the beyonders i guess created him as a failsafe and existed across different universes and they they've had to sort of go across these universes and knock them out so i think this was when we were doing the the mainline podcast and there was a scene there was a sequence where after they sort of had come to terms with these worlds collapsing um reed and somebody else goes to doom's castle and doom's like so what's up and they're like no it's all good we got it so if you want to think that doom like then took uh steps into his own hands this could be that right like he recognizes this is this was the key element the molecule man and and his role was then to work with the black swans across the multiverses and and co-op this the the um the, the Molecule Man and, and have him as his lead ally. And I think it's interesting because, um, you know, Steven only comes in at the end and then his his uh, his boy for like five years. But Molecule Man and Doom set the whole thing up. So maybe that's it, is that that's he, t- he walked away from that uncomfortable dinner and was like, I know y'all lying to me. Uh, I'm going to go get mm-hmm. my boo and we're going to take care of sh- sh- some shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's all He's I got. More sense I, than anything I, else. I, yeah. I can only do I can only yeah. do so much with take it, brother Beavis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I understood. I understood. I mean, that's as good as it's gonna get because again, like this is like wow, we're really going through this whole world building, literally situation here. World like destroying a story and, and a couple, yeah, well, building mm-hmm. and destroying situation, and then it's trying to explain it, you know, in a Scooby Doo fashion. Like, okay. Here's what happened, gang. And it, it's, it, I mean, it, honestly, it's like, okay, and so, again, if you hadn't read New Avengers, you can go back and listen to us talk about it for nine issues in season seven or eight, and that's what we were reading that, because what's wound up leading us to doing new, uh, do new Secret Wars, because it leads right up to that, and we did, like, I think the first nine issues, right before it led to the Infinity event, and then didn't read the Infinity event, and then this drops in like a year later, and it's like, oh, okay, well, some yeah. of this shit makes sense based on yeah. what we read. And that in was New what Avengers. it was. It was like, yeah. it was like once we got into it, it was like, oh, that's what that was about. Yeah. Because this shit. Yeah. Oh, was, yeah. This mm-hmm. made no sense. Like with the first one, it was like, okay, we're not gonna tell you we're just trying to sell action figures, but uh, <laughs> all your favorite characters are on this planet, and they're gonna fight. Go. Okay. I can buy that, and then they made it up from there. Yeah. But Secret Wars was like, it was like this whole story that if you didn't know it, it was like, hey, y'all ain't selling action figures here. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, and we talked about this the first time we read it, not on a podcast. We dropped in on this shit, and it was like, hey, man, there's a new Secret Wars. Oh shit, yeah, where we gonna get hype? Um, I read that shit. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know what's going on. And you left them here with me. I knew it. That's what I knew it was stank. <laughs> Right. Yeah, nice. And so, I mean, Hush, you might, you're a very bright fella. What did you think about this origin story of the new secret wars of Doom becoming a god? I'm, I'm looking at it right now as we speak. Um, and um, it is very Scooby Doo and 
and the beyond, uh, not the beyond, but the Molecule Man. Anytime you see him, I think of Mitzelplik from DC, the mother comic book yeah. folks. Mm, and this yeah. dude can do anything, but he's wacky too. And mm. he always gets manipulated to do these things. And the, he's he's omnipotent. He can do anything. And he's up here jonesing for some food. <laughs> Later on, that's explained that food helps, you know, bringing back to his body, you know, like if he's starving because he's split into, and that's the thing here too, you know, in the beginning, the Beyonders, and now the Beyonders are plural, and again, we talked about this in the last podcast, like they don't really throw back anything to the original series. Like the original Secret War series, you know, like at all. Like, oh yeah, remember that time when you know you pulled up all the Denver and on an asteroid, and then you was trying to fuck uh, uh, Titania or uh, which uh, volcano? Remember that shit? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I was gonna say like we do have to give it up. Um, Molecule Man is down with the thickness, so you know. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Down with the brown juice. Yeah. Yeah. Not hating that either. And so he, you know. So the, he, yeah, so the, the, the Beyonders got... Oh, I just had a flashback. This what this was the conversation where Big Hutch went off on the Chosen people because he made a point of reminding us the volcano was Jewish, is that was right? Was Jewish, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was. Yeah, she, was she, is, she is. She is. We're not saying anything. <laughs> Happy Passover, listeners. All right, um... So there's now there's multiple Beyonders. They built the universe because they love creating, and then they got obsessed with death. So they decided to destroy all the universes. <laughs> they created the Molecule Man, but they created multiple, multiple Molecule Men right. to destroy like all these different universes. And then they set they they created a religion uh, of the Black Swans or whatever. No, that was him in Doom. And they created this religion to go in there and start destroying the multiverses to get. I mean. What in the world? You could have made literally a whole ass book to try to explain all of this. And Don't give Higman any Hutch, more ideals. Well, Hutch, Sam, and mm. Beavis, where's them things? Hey, if you didn't read this, go back mm, to the yeah. issue, blah, blah, blah. Where's that yeah, shit? Other shit? Higman yeah, just exactly. said, fuck it. Like, oh, no. Yeah. yeah, so they just give you like words after words after words. And you're just like, what in the world is going on? And I was like, so, I mean, it's something in my time off here i need to go read what happened after infinity the infinity um uh uh crossover or whatever because some of this had to be explained there is no way they tried to explain this dense shit well actually maybe it is <laughs> that they tried to explain this dense ass shit in like these 10 panels it's just i'm like what in the, I, i'm so confused completely so yeah. you know the, the black swans are allegedly a religion bro I don't know what the hell is going on. And then because they gave Molecule Man a choice, he chose Doom. And so him and Doom partnered together. He created a bunch of Molecule Men as a little experiment. And they used that to steal the powers uh, from the Beyonders and kill all of them. And then they created the Black Swans. Yeah. Crazy. Come on, man. I mean, we got a lot of comic book experience here. This is a lot. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not saying that it's bad, but I'm also saying that you got to give you a little bit more than this. Because well, I would also say in issue five, I mean, that's not necessarily the time where you just want to drop a, a, the Scooby-Doo explanation on why we've been reading this for four issues. 
Yeah. Yeah. Twenty dollars in. Yeah. Because they, I mean, yeah. they, that that kind of just. Oh, and by the way, I mean, that would have been much better to sort of set it up. So then we could just kind of follow it from there, rather than say, oh, like, oh, there's no way that any of the four books could have made sense because we didn't give you the Scooby-Doo bullshit up front. Right. Again, there's a bunch of, and there's a bunch of side angle books about this going on, like they always do for these things. But this could have been the mainline book, or not the mainline book, but like a book to explain all the shit that got you to that point. And then use this main book to, you know, I mean, people who are reading this, you know, of course we want a little bit of exposition, but we really just want to see people fight too, you know, and like we're fighting for a purpose <laughs> and a reason. And like this is, I mean, this is a lot. And issue six ain't much better. It's, it's also a lot of this as well. So, I'm, I'm uh, kind of uh, glad you threw in them side angle side books because like, I just read this and I was whatever, but I did some research and I was like, you always be wondering where the heck is everybody else at? Where is the Hulk? Mm-hmm. Where is the X Men? Yeah. yeah. And, and I did read about the Hulk was in his maestro form with all these other Hulks and other things. They were plotting against mm-hmm. Doom, and that was some that was a crazy story on his side too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and again, like, and I'm not saying that that's not a terrible thing, but you should be able to pick up the mainline book and generally have an idea of what's happening and like it was like okay it's like even right. at the beginning of this book like why is jane foster thor there because if you read the end of issue four there's no indication that she's infiltrated the thor core like there's none like at all like oh okay so she just kind of shows up mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean, I mean yeah. it's just weird it's and, just like it's just kind of weird and do y'all remember when the oh. uh, in the first uh Secret War, where the and the Spider-Man, the you know the real Spider-Man, showed up in the black costume before it happened in the Secret Wars. I was I was like, yeah. damn, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think we mentioned this last time too, is that you know when they ran the Secret Wars as it was going on, but they ran the the regular books post continuity of Secret War, you know. It was like the first issue of X Men, like after Secret Wars. Remember, they get dropped, dropped out of Japan. Japan, like and the dragon yeah, of Japan, Japan, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and Lockheed had gotten all big and shit, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or I don't remember Lockheed or whatever, so, but yeah, you know, it was something like story. that. And they were stuck yeah. in Japan. Yeah, so like it's just it is what it is. That was that web of Spider Man number one, by the way. I think Spider Man was in his black costume in a mainline book, but yeah. anyway. So mm-hmm. they destroy the Beyonders, they steal the powers, and this is when Strange bowed out. He was like, it's too much power, man. I can't do this shit, Doom. You got to take it. And so Doom, you know, does it. He tells Molecule Man, he's like, you know, <laughs> tell Cersei I did it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I, wa- I want her to know. Um, and, then, you know, it's like, uh, Molecule Man is like, I know, nigga, you smell like guilt. Um, so Strange becomes... <laughs> Strange, so Strange became a threat to all of us, and so he left me no choice to do it, you know, and he's like, well, you know, by doing that, you know, you run the risk of unraveling this whole universe, either through me or through, you know, yourself, and, you know, and that's the end of there, and then we get to the Future Foundation. All right, Hutch, we're going to throw it back to you, man. Does the Future Foundation suck? (laughs) Uh, The answer is yes. (laughs) 
as simple as that, huh? It is as simple. I mean, you could, yeah, yeah, they, all these little, these little groupings, uh, yeah, yeah, they, <laughs> I mean, it gets to this thing. It was like where they're just trying to um, find something for some people to do here. And I was thinking today as I was reading issue six, I was like, man, they just they did a whole lot of work in this shit to get rid of the Fantastic Four. And that says a lot. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They gave mm-hmm. a whole ass year long series to take the Fantastic Four away essentially for four years. Yeah. That says a lot about the Fantastic Four. That has a lot to do with the movies, too, by the way. There were ulterior motives. Yeah, that, was, that would be like having a whole program to bury the Boogie Woogie Man. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> they, they did push him there for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's real quick, speaking of wrestling and podcasts, I was listening to the Arn Anderson podcast. And he was talking about the Boogie Woogie Man, and he was essentially like, you know, I mean, talking about one, how over he was, like, he, you know, in certain yeah. times, like, he was just over as hell. And you just had to let him, you know, he, at the end of the day, you knew he was going to lose. You knew he was going to be counting lights in the ceiling or whatever, but you just had to let him get his shit off. Like, to just get his moves in. <laughs> It's just like, you know, it's fine, you know, whatever. You just got to let him get over with the fans. But you know you were going to beat him at the end of the night. Like, he wasn't a boogie where he wasn't winning too many matches. <laughs> anyway. You get paid more to lose. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Uh, brother, brother Beavis, you want to point out your Easter egg for the Future Foundation's headquarter there? You brought it up on the other time. Oh, yeah, just that um, this, I, I, and I think about, as I think about it now, this, uh, where uh, on the page where Valeria like holds out her scroll of doom and uh, uses mm. to interrogate the likes of Nostradamus and Dragon Man and Alex Power and all these other ranks, there's a, right. a structure that looks like Magneto's, uh, I believe it was Magneto's stronghold that was on like some, uh, the ground was like all purple worms and bullshit like that. But yeah, this mm. structure I think is a direct callback to um, the original the OG and only Secret Wars as far as we're concerned. Amen. This is also where um, he sexually assaulted. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just oh, yeah. Yeah, there was definitely, yeah. That was, there was definitely raping in that facility. Implied. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Implied. Uh, <laughs> overt. Yeah, shit. Um, anyway. Um, so, yeah, so the Future Foundation is out there to explore what happened to, to the sheriff. Uh, they figured out there's all these huge energy spikes of energy around Castle Doom, and you know Nostradamus is like, you know, something worse is going on. This is very Scooby Doo. This whole freaking situation, you waiting for somebody to rip a fucking mask off, um, and you know they, you know, Valeria is to the point of like, you know what? I'm really gonna sneak around to try to find out how to do this. So she has the a Psycho Man too. Full of, yeah, this, and this dragon nigga, man. What's his name? Dragon, dragon Man. Dragon Gargoyle. It was Dragon Man. But Is he Dragon Man? Ain't just Dragon well, Man. Originally, that's with not Greg Gargoyle. With some, that's with not some Greg booty Gorgoyle. shorts? That's Dragon Man. Yeah, that's original. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. So she knows that her father might be full of shit, and, um, you know, they're going to sneak around to try to fill out who, you know, who killed Doctor Strange or who killed the sheriff and we're going to go there no matter what. And that's really the end of issue five. I mean, you know, that's it. You know, you get all these kind of throwbacks to what's going on with people. And again, 
there's really been no explanation between issue four and issue five as to how that happened. You see, you know, Jane Foster Thor with the Thor Corps. Okay, oh. You see Black Panther and Namor together, who at the end of New Avengers was straight up mortal enemies, like ready to kill one another as the war for Atlantis and, and, and Wakanda was about to happen. Captain Marvel has been captured by Sinister and is at Bar Sinister. When did this happen? I don't know. What? It's all Scooby Doo. And then you see um, the Black Swan headed towards, you know, Castle Doom, and um, you know, you see Thanos there, ready to make his move. And you know, I mean, that's basically really it. You know, you you kind of get the you know Return of the King ending where everybody has their little bit of bit. But you don't really get any explanation of actually to what's happening or what's going on, and then they have this thing about the shield. Now, I'm gonna throw that up there too, as you see Thanos there by the shield. Um, you know, spoiler alert. Um, that's the wall from Game of Thrones. Um, and okay, that's the wall because that's where they put all the demons and the fucking Walking Dead are all, yeah. all you know beyond living beyond Symbiotes the wall. And, and shit, you know, yeah, and. And the reveal of who the wall is is just get them, gang. Oh, Jinkies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> jinkies. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's just all jinkies. So, yeah. and that's it. You know. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, all right. What did y'all think of this issue going around the room? Sam, man, what did you think about issue five, Secret Wars, 2015? Confusion personified. Yeah, that's about it. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the fuck happened to this. I said, I think I said this on the other podcast. Uh, they, you already said it. The Scooby Doo stuff, trying to mash all these explanations in the middle. That stuff that doesn't really make sense. The, the the Beyonders. There's more than one Beyonder now. Apparently, they're they're they don't look like the other Beyonder from I guess from what Secret Wars two. Which was equally awful, but um, yeah, now they're yeah. creatures and 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 exactly how the hell did Doom steal their power? Exactly what did they use? Did he use some kind of technology? Did they even really go into that really? And and they try to this the same thing happened in the original Secret Wars. Doom steals the Beyonders' power, so that is a recurring mm-hmm. thing. Uh, there are very few well, things that um, yeah. Well, you're stealing power from Galactus or by cutting up claws. Well, he got seemed to make from Galactus more, at first, and then, he, and then he got the Deviantus power later after that. Right, right. That seemed to make more sense than this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, it's a simpler time in comics or whatever, but, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, again, I, I don't necessarily hate the explanation as much as the fact that there's not a great explanation as to why it happened. Like that, that's for me, that's probably my biggest issue. Uh, right. Brother Beavis, what you think of issue five? Eh, yeah, it doesn't have the juice <laughs> as the uh, the last one, and yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I didn't read this to fruition, but uh, you know, th- knowing how this whole thing pans out, it's there's some goodness to it, but. There's some sorriness to it as well. It, this was kind of just advanced the story a little bit. I think the, the interesting thing was how it starts to show some of the cracks in Doom, I guess, um, and his inability to sort of cover up his own lies. I mean, that, that's kind of the most compelling parts. But other than that, it's just kind of the same way I feel about this whole series. is it's 
I don't know. It's, it's get, we, we're going to look at this as a missed opportunity. Yeah. And you yeah. know, spin this ahead when Doom comes out of this whole thing. You know, he comes out as a good guy. Winds up becoming Iron Man. You know, he winds, uh, you know, <laughs> which actually wasn't that terrible of a book. Um, I think I, you know, I read a bunch of those books. It wasn't a terrible book or whatever, but you know, it, you know, they tried to have this hard reset with him, you know, before another hard reset and getting him back to what we normally know about Doctor Doom. You know, when Fantastic Four come back. Hodge, what did you think about issue five? Yeah, it's um, I can't explain it. You <laughs> <laughs> today, that was the problem. Yeah, it was. It was very strange. I, I mean, this doing the, all these little stories about Mr. Hickman and all his stories—they all seem to be matching up together. And he, his M Night Shyamalan, uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, good luck, okay. to you, sir. Yeah. All right. So, second question then on the table would be related to that. Does this give you pause as to how whatever the storyline is will be with House of X and Power of X going to come out? You know, like, even though it's not a one story and even though he's not writing on the books, I would imagine that he has some sort of editorial stamp on, like, how those individual books come out because he only has a two-year contract for these books. So there should have been a beginning, which we had, a middle, and there should mm-hmm. be some sort of definitive ending at this. So does that give you pause, Brother Beavers, as to you know what this shit might look like two years from now with the X-Men? No, the, the one thing, like, look, we've covered this a number of times. We shit on what we love. Uh, the reason yeah. we've reviewed so many Hickman books <laughs> yeah. is because it's compelling enough for us to keep going, right? The one thing you can't yeah. take away is the long vision, the long game. Like, the, yeah. the idea that anyone any writer or any creator cares about something that's happening 18 months from now is foreign to most of the industry so Mm -hmm. whether or not Mm -hmm. that story sucks at least there's a thread that plays back so give him that before anything else yeah i mean Mm. look we're not reading rob liefeld books Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're not you know. we're not compelled to go back and read the early issues of X Force. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, because mm-hmm. we know that's crap, and that you know, I think you know, I mean, again, you know, some people have you know earned a reputation, good or bad. You know, he's earned a reputation of being a a quality writer and being able to do this. I mean, again. I felt like, you know, it's like, oh, shit, I know what this myth is when I'm reading some of this because we read New Avengers because we hadn't read that before. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, he's paying off something that happened like, you know, 15 months earlier, you know, in a book. And, you know, and I have that kind of hope for X-Men as it moves forward, you know, that some of this stuff is playing off in the mainline X-Men book, you know, the fucking fighting the Golden Girls and some of this other bullshit. Like, eventually that's going to pay off. Like, at some point in time, you did not just make an issue with the X-Men getting trounced you know, by Blanche, Marge, or whoever the fuck the Golden Girls are, <laughs> and then not pay it off at some point in time later on. So I'm, and, I'm hoping and, that, and, that is... And let it be known, we're not disparaging Betty White in any way, because I know no, that's a thing. No, exactly. <laughs> She's, yeah, a exactly. Yeah. <laughs> She's a that's national big, that's treasure. She's a national treasure. That's big B. Yeah. Yes, for sure. So, I mean, that, that's kind of how I kind of... The other three... It, like, so if you're going to fight the other three Golden Girls... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey man, 
Um, so that's, I mean, that's really it. You know, that's the issue for the night. You know, again, when we get to issue six, you know, we're gonna, you're gonna hear a lot of the same themes because a lot of the same stuff is still going to come up. There is a ton of Game of Thrones stuff in issue six. Like, oh, 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 okay. And, um, you know, and really, as I think I said on the previous podcast, I was like, you know, it gets to issue six, and then by the time you get to seven, somebody is like, hey, man, this shit is over, like, in a couple issues. Can yeah. you wrap this shit up? Like, oh, yeah. shit, like, I got to finish it. And then it just becomes fucking balls to the wall. Bah! Everything all screaming on the pages, and then it just, you know, ends. Like, boom, bam, like that. Like, it just didn't get the time to tell it. And, you know, we'll go into the history or whatever about how there was a long delay of how this was supposed to be an eight-issue limited series that wound up being a ninth issue because just things didn't work, you know, work out the way they were supposed to time-wise or something good issue alright yep. okay so that's the end of this podcast remember you can find us on SoundCloud iTunes Stitcher Google Play rate, review, subscribe um, you know like I said thank you for spending this hour with us you know thank you Hutch for getting on you know I wanted you to come on because we had already done this podcast I couldn't even tell all my jokes because I was like man they already heard this shit already you know I have to have somebody come in you know to uh, freshen up the the, the the podcast a little bit so appreciate you coming on um we got X-Men, the animated music, beginning to start to play us out. Again, if you enjoy that podcast, which the numbers indicate that y'all do, we will be back with that. We have a two-episode podcast that will be coming up as Apocalypse has made an appearance in X-Men, the animated series. And, uh, again, Hutch, we'll throw it to you, man. You, you weren't 100% wrong about it not being good, but you're not 100% right either. Like, there's some issues there where we could totally understand why you look watch that and we're just like, this shit sucks. I get it. All right. So as the X-Men the animated music starts to play us out, I'm the producer on this podcast, and I'll sign off. Uh, same thing. Go ahead and sign off. All right, people. Stay safe. Keep each other safe. We'll see you on the next episode. Brother Beavis, go ahead and sign off, man. All right. Everybody stay away from me, and uh, I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> six feet and then some. Is that the six feet and then some? Uh, Hunch, man, don't get fired, dude. You got to be at home. How you going to get fired? You yeah. at home. How you get fired yeah. on your working at home? That'd be terrible. Yeah, well, it, just, it could happen. We, we, we already had people uh, pulling up Pornhub on the computer. So, yeah, oh, on their oh, office computer. Yeah. So, yeah, don't yeah. don't look up <laughs> Pornhub on your office computer. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that it's funny you should say that. Uh, that people, like, well, you keep seeing these things on Twitter or whatnot. It's like professors, you know, screen capping stuff to send to their students or whatever. And there's always like, shit, you know, the kids catch it like in your tabs and shit. It's like oh, this motherfucker was looking at titties and teaching. Like he's a genius. Um, so. <laughs> no, he's probably a perv. Yeah, or yeah, don't, you know, so try not to do that, especially if you're on your work computer. I mean, that's definitely not a good oh, idea. Yeah. Right. But try to like, you know. Yeah, open a separate browser. It's not, I'm not talking from experience or anything. I'm just, you know, from what I read. <laughs> the IT people <laughs> will report you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and they'll laugh at you first, then they'll report you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I worked with a dude back in the high school in Georgia who got caught on the work computer doing that stuff. He took it to the IT guy, and I just happened to be in the media center. He was there, and he was like, "Come on." Like it was like full of like malware, like all that shit. Was, any button he touched was fucking titties. Was he was just like, "Come on, man!" He ain't reporting for getting fired or nothing.
certainly sure he could So, yeah. Alright, y'all. Y'all take it easy. Stay safe. We'll see you on the other side. Peace. Peace.